Dominique DeVita's mission is to help you live life fully from a place of magic, love, and abundance. As a registered nurse and a certified transformational Tantra coach, she's a healer. Labels aside, she saves and transforms lives. She believes that by blending science and spirituality, we can better understand our bodies, respect ourselves, and deepen our connections with our partners. That's why she uses a holistic approach in coaching to focus on harnessing the power of your body to master self-love. Ultimately, this self-love leads us to experience the pure bliss of soulful, connected love. Basically, she's the coach who teaches you how to get off the best while getting the most out of life. This episode, I am so excited for. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. So please join me in welcoming Dominique to the show. show today. I am so stoked to introduce Dominique DeVita. She is a registered nurse and tantric coach. Dominique, can you introduce yourself to our audience and say hi? Yes. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for having me here, Lauren. Again, just as you mentioned, I'm Dominique DeVita, registered nurse, tantra coach, and I left my career as a nurse, but I just went from like saving lives to saving sex lives, and it's been really amazing. <laughs> so, and pleasure is medicine, so it all kind of weaves together. So I'm really thrilled to be here and share um, share about this with everyone listening today. Yes, me too. I, I was mentioning this before. I've so been looking forward to this interview for weeks. So, so happy to have you on. I would love it if you talked about how you got into your work and how you made that transition and connection even between being an RN to being a tantric educator? I love this question. I had been interested in tantra for about a decade prior to my first experience, but just like so many people have the misconception that you need to have a partner Mm -hmm. to begin, that was my thought process too. And so that delayed my journey by a solid decade, but there's actually solo tantra practices um, that are available and you know pleasure is medicine so you just like Marvin Gaye sings about sexual healing I feel like that's what Tantra provides and when I had my first lover that had studied Tantra for a year he actually had dated a Tantra coach for a while I did not realize when we first were together that he actually had this high level of self-mastery where he was able to separate his orgasm from his ejaculation so that he could be multi-orgasmic and have stamina for hours and this is something that Tantra teaches males it's really powerful practices and so then also they're not leaking a lot of their energy they're not as drained their creativity is increased and so I didn't know this the first time when I was with him and I just had this amazing experience and we both had no you know substances in our bodies we were just being fully present in this experience and I had a period of experiencing prolonged ecstatic states of bliss for five hours. And Holy crap. <laughs> yes. And I had like this amazing Kundalini awakening. And at the time, I didn't even know what Kundalini was, but it's just like with your energy and your chakras. And the, it all the way went up to my third eye and just my third eye popped open. And then I had this wow. whole new awareness. And so that's how my journey got started. And As I look, you know, we can see things with more clarity in hindsight, right? Looking back and connecting the dots. And when I first became a nurse, I grew up in Texas and I'm much older. So for my generation, if you want to be a healer, and especially if you want to, if you're living in Texas, right? It's a different different way of living here. 
it's like, oh, healing, you want to be a nurse or a doctor. And I was a single mom at a young age, so I was a nurse. And But I was always fascinated by the heart. Everything with the heart, cardiac, always fascinated me. I worked in a cardiac cath lab, my cardiac ICU. Um, I even took a role, extra training as a nurse, where I could take the role of an assisting surgeon. I wouldn't do open heart surgeries, and I was completely fascinated with this whole thing and then when I discovered Tantra I realized wow these are the tools that really open people's hearts I had so many blocks and I was afraid to be vulnerable I was very much my masculine energy and I just had these blocks of intimacy blocks and I could be have casual sex and hook up you know I'm Scorpio I was like Samantha and Sex in the City and I was just like having a good time living in LA at the time with all these beautiful men everywhere I was like oh this is fun and not being aware about the energetics with sex at the time, right? And um, so I was having a good time. And then when I realized this and had this experience, I was like, whoa, okay, let me think about this again. And I started, it really changed up my sex life and my life. And I had profound shifts of profound healing with Tantra and stopped some of, you know, understood my energy, understood the energy of toxic lovers and my unhealthy dating patterns. and. All of those things started coming together when I started setting Tantra. Wow. That's an incredible story. That's something I talk about a lot on the show is toxic patterns and unhealthy partners, which we'll for sure have to get into. But if someone is a complete beginner to Tantra and they're wondering, what the heck is this? I keep seeing this term. What is the definition of Tantra in your opinion? Great question. Tantra is a Sanskrit word from India that means a weaving or looming of like bringing things together. And also another definition for it is expansion. So it helps to expand your consciousness. And back in the day, the males that would meditate for hours and were wanting to be highly enlightened, they would use these practices to tap into opening up their chakras, their third eye, their crown chakra, and using these practices, which actually also use your sexual energy to move those energies up through your body but for the purpose of enlightenment. So initially these practices weren't even made available for women to learn. It was just these males that wanted to have these higher states of expansion and consciousness. Mm-hmm. What I love now making Tantra effective in our modern world and bringing these ancient rituals that are over 5,000 years old is I love that Tantra allows us to get out of our heads because mm-hmm. so often we're just thinking or overthinking. Yes. And I feel like when we're overthinking, we're under feeling. You know, you really can't fully tap into your body and be present in your body fully and connect deeply with the partner when you're in your mind, your monkey mind is going, you're overthinking things. And so Tantra really gives you tools to like get out of your head and drop back into your body and then start to experience pleasure and intimacy through all of your five senses. Mm -hmm. And that is so amazing. It's just a total game changer. And in our society, we're so used to having sex on a superficial level or skin to skin. Yep. But we are so afraid to have sex or we're connecting our hearts or our souls and have a soulful experience. And I believe Tantra helps you have that sacred sexuality and where you can actually drop your walls, drop your masks, fully allow yourself to be seen, fully be able to see and receive your lover your partner, and then just have this soulful connection where you can really drop in and be fully present 
and let all the other things that trip us up fall away. Beautifully said. I couldn't agree more. I feel like I used to think it was just a millennial and Gen Z like uh, dynamic, but we see a lot that people in our society are so much more willing to show their naked body rather than showing their naked heart first. It's kind of like the opposite. We do one and then it either prevents us from doing the other or we do it so we can put off the other. And I would love to talk about that and blockages, particularly in the heart space, because you mentioned heart energy and heart chakras. Yes, yeah, so, you know, and I, look, I, I think about this too, like what you're sharing is the fact that we can be naked in front of a lover, right? Or we can let someone see us naked, which is vulnerable, but then are we able to have eye contact with them? Because eye contact in Tantra is a practice to develop the soul connection with the lover and to have deep intimacy, which is into me you see. Mm -hmm. And so often we can be nude, but in the act, then all of a sudden we are, you know, closing our yeah. eyes or we're hiding behind things or we're being self-conscious, right? Guilty. <laughs> so guilty. And I love how you talked about when you were telling your story, you said we both weren't on substances or uh, drinking. Can you talk about that disconnection or that, um, I don't know if it's a protective barrier that sometimes we go to substances or having drunk sex, which you know, there's nothing technically wrong with it, everyone to their own prerogative, but I kind of see that as a veil so that we don't need to be vulnerable. Would you agree? I do agree. And the interesting thing is for me, in my history from my childhood, my mother, mother was an alcoholic and I come from a long line of alcoholics. And so for me, I don't drink. Of course, I got really drunk in high school when I wasn't supposed to. Um, but I've never actually had sex drunk or under the influence of alcohol. And on Halloween, I'll be 53. So that's something that I have not experienced. And only recently have I even experienced it like under the influence of like marijuana or mm -hmm. something like that. And sometimes that could help yeah. to relax. I can see that the benefit of that to relax. But I think that my experience with alcohol, I used to love to go dancing, just as an example, and go to the clubs. I love to dance. And so a lot of people, they need that alcohol to give them the courage to get out on the dance floor. Yeah. And I don't drink. So I literally would just be the first one on the dance floor. I would literally, Lauren, get up on a seat for <laughs> a dance. I once danced on stage with LL Cool J when I attended an event, and they were asking me to dance on stage, and I was being filmed and stuff. And I'm so daring and I don't need alcohol to give me that courage because wow. I have that courage. But I think sometimes again, with intimacy and sex, you know, you're going to be nude in front of yeah. someone. You may be self-conscious. You may not be comfortable. You may have shame. A lot of us have so much shame around sex and sexuality. And we're hearing those tapes and the things that we've been programmed yeah. with about, you know, good girls don't do this and bad boys, this and that. And all these stories that we're, how we're being programmed and to just get those things to shut up. We're just yeah. like, all right, I'm going to have some drinks so I can just do what I want to do without allowing, you know, my doubts to creep in or my fears to keep me from being able to have this experience. Mm. But I will share though, that when I had this experience with Tantra, I literally felt like I was so high. Like it was such wow. a euphoric state of bliss. And at the time I, when I share with one of my girlfriends, she was laughing. She was just like, I would never want to have sex for five hours. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I was like, Bill, if you think about how a lot of people have sex, if they're having sex based on what we see in porn, 
and they're just doing this rapid thrusting and really not connecting and you have that jackrabbit maneuver banging at you for five hours like yeah that was it to be boring (laughs) yeah but in this moment it was just like timeless I mean I knew a lot had happened in that window of time but at the same time you know time flies you're having fun and I was enjoying everything so immensely that it almost felt like 20 minutes went by it was really surprising when I looked at the clock Hmm. and saw what time it was and the next morning when I woke up he said you know before I had to leave to go do the things for the, my day I had some errands to run he was like will you come back again tonight and I was like is that a question I'm Ooh. here <laughs> I'll totally show up for this and I returned and then I didn't even know still at that point that he had stayed tantra and then the next night the same thing happened again and after that period of like almost five hours again when we were finished I just sat up in the bed and I looked him in the eyes and I was like I just want to clone you and give one of you to all my friends. Because at that moment, Lauren, I just was heartbroken for my friends. I was like, I don't know how to tell them how to begin to do this. Um, oh, my goodness. Like, I feel so sad that probably in their lifetimes they're never going to experience this. <laughs> and so that began my, you know, that's how I started my journey. And I'm really big in supporting men, too, to have yes. these skills. Because my life was completely changed by a man that had these skills to help me have this amazing awakening and healing for myself. So it's been such a beautiful journey. That's so beautiful. There's so many things you said that I want to touch on. Wow. I don't know where to begin. Okay. First off, thank you for sharing about um, the addiction that ran in your family. The same thing with me. I never drank because both of my parents were addicts until last year. Um, And I remember when you were telling that story, I, I thought of this time, this time last year, October, there was a person, and I would love to talk about uh, sacred energy exchange through sex, because a lot of times you don't realize that sex is not just physical, it's also energetic. And I remember getting obliterated because I wanted to sleep with this person, but I really didn't like him as a person. I just thought he was hot. So I had drunk sex with him just to kind of forget that I really didn't like this person, but I wanted to have sex with him. And then it's like, I am taking on that person's energy, absorbing their vibe or aura, whatever you want to call it. So can you talk a little bit about the energy exchange that happens during sex? Yes. You know, sex is S-E-X, sacred, S-E, energy, and then X in exchange. Um, And it is an exchange of energy. And when I first understood this, you know, my days of acting like Samantha from Sex in the City stopped. And not just shame, that but just under I understood energetically that that wasn't serving me and that I felt before like oh I can be safe and I was in my masculine Mm -hmm. energy and my heart again was very guarded so it's like I'm not kind of catch feelings I'm kind of flipping the script I'm like breaking their hearts they're asking me why am I not calling them back I'm feeling in control of this situation and then I realized I can't put a condom on someone, like a body condom yeah. on someone to protect myself from their bad vibes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's just understanding the energetics of that and that it is an exchange of energy. You're allowing their energetic debris of like whatever traumas or their anger, whatever they're having, if they haven't processed through a lot yeah. of the wounds that they're having. And maybe they have road rage on their way to meet you before you're together for your day, right? you're absorbing that energy and sometimes we can feel in a funk the next day after we're with a new partner or even if you know any lover and we're like I don't really know why I'm feeling off today but it can actually be some energetics that we Mm. 
that we've um, kind of pulled into or tapped into from what they're experiencing or their frustration. I love that. That's so true. And that's something many people don't realize or reflect upon until they've tapped into this healing work. Yes. And now I, my, my work, what I go by now to decide if I'm going to be intimate with someone is mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm not going to be with someone unless I would like to be like that person. Like if wow. I admire them, I love the way they're living their life. I can see that they have a lot of self-love, their self-care. They have a meditation practice. Like how do they care for their bodies? How do they speak to others? Like what is their vibe? And so I take time now to study them because before I would, you know, go based on looks because yeah. this person I had my tantra experience with, he ended up while we were dating for a while, he ended up being in People Magazine, the issue for the sexiest men issue. And he was one of the sexiest men in his field <laughs> in the magazine. So I was drawn as well to like the physicality and that, and luckily he actually had good energy and had meditation practices and had studied Tantra, but that's not what drew me in. Hmm. It was all the physical things that I was enjoying um, about him. So, you know, it's just good to have that awareness of like, who are we choosing to be in our most intimate spaces? And are we doing our own work and stuff mm. to show up in integrity when we're with someone else? Or, you know, if I'm yeah. really having a challenge or a struggle or I'm really processing something, I'm probably, in the past, I may just have a quick fix through sex so I can forget yeah. about it or we numb ourselves or kind of forget. But then that's not fair to the lover mm -hmm. if I'm, like, really not in a good headspace or energetically yeah. I'm really feeling really frustrated like I should process through some of those emotions myself of course before being with them and that's super interesting and so mind-blowing that standard of do I want to be like this person versus am I attracted to them it's just a whole nother level that's a whole new way of looking at someone yeah. and just understanding you know it, we are like the people we surround ourselves yeah. with and that includes in bed you know, like what kind of person are we sharing our most intimate time with and that we're connecting in these ways and having, we're in such power whenever we're tapping into our sexual energy, our sexual energy is our life force energy. And we were created from this energy so we can yeah. utilize and channel this for so many amazing things in our lives. And we need to be aware of if we're sharing it with someone that maybe you know, they're having some resentments or, you know, I've been with people before that they just like me based on sure. my looks or physical stuff, but maybe they didn't even have respect for women or like women, but they yeah. just wanted yeah. to hook up with me. Right. So, and I feel like there's always been times too, that I felt like I've been with someone and I really feel like they're just masturbating inside of my oh. body. They're so disconnected. Preach. They're just replaying some kind of yeah. porn scene, maybe that they've seen in their mind or their fantasy and they're just using me to have that experience with, and they're not even self-aware or even having that yeah. awareness to connect with me. And so we just have to have that self-love and raise the bar for ourselves mm -hmm. so that we don't settle for things just because we may, you know, have a need. So that's another thing I do. I have a program called the own method or orgasmic manifestation method. And it's initially my desire to create this and share this in the world was an introduction to tantra but also to uh support people so they won't tolerate like fuck boys or fuck girls and so they can have amazing self-pleasure through tantra 
and self-love and be first be their own best lover and then attract mm-hmm. better lovers and manifest better lovers through being their own best lover first and tapping into the magic of their sexual energy and their power. Because mm-hmm. too often we enter relationship and we're, or we, we hook up with someone and we're just being mindless about it and not honoring ourselves by making a better choice and saying, Hey, maybe this doesn't serve me. And this isn't for my greatest good. Like, is this something going to, an experience that's going to elevate me or is this going to be an experience that's going to bring me down? Cause people are either a drain or a faucet. So they're either going to pour it into you or they're going to be draining of your energy. So you just need to be aware of those choices. I love that saying people that are either a drain or a faucet. That's so true. Yeah. So choose wisely who you're oh. surrounding yourself with. Yeah. And I for sure want to talk about manifestation because I am obsessed with the law of attraction. But I think oftentimes, especially when we're younger, you know, and we don't know ourselves or we're we're not strong in our identity yet, we can often seek external validation for other people to say we have worth. So we don't like before we see our own worth. So we look out there to feel good in here rather than the reverse, which is truly powerful, which is knowing and claiming your own worth and power rather than relying on other people to see it for you. I love that you shared that. That is key. And that's why, you know, when we're being our own best lover, Mm -hmm. we're showing, we're actually showing the universe what our expectation is on how we want to be loved. Right. So it starts with us. So, so often, like you said, we desire a relationship and we want someone to love and care about us. So we're looking outward for that to happen without first looking inward and like, what is my relationship with myself? Because the relationship you have with yourself, relationships are just a mirror. So the relationship you have with yourself is going to be the mirror for all other relationships. And we're like magnets, like with law of attraction, we're magnetic, energetic beings. So sometimes you'll have magnets that will repel one another. And sometimes you'll have magnets that will pull and be drawn to one another. And so your energy and your vibration and your frequency that you're emitting is going to attract that lover to you. So, or the opportunity, you know, the abundance, the other things that you're wanting to manifest, it all depends on your frequency. So you want to elevate your energetics and raise your vibration to be a match for what you're wanting to call in because like attracts like. And so often we're like, oh, I want a lover and I want them to have all of these traits and I have this expectation for them and not just on a physical level, but like energy, everything, mind, body, soul. Are they like a 10 or they're like a seven on a zero to 10 scale? But then maybe we're operating at a four because we're not doing our work and watching out and being responsible for our energy. So if we're staying at an energetic of a four and like attracts like, we're going to keep attracting fours. We're like, why can't I get a 10? So instead of like trying to force things to happen outside of us, the most important thing we do is look at our relationship with ourselves and main watch, are we in alignment with our energetics to be emitting the frequency? Because we're like these little beacons, energetic beacons, like the lighthouse, right? And you want to be found. It's how are you shining up in the world? How are you dimming your light? Do you have shame about your sexual energy? Are you repressing it? Are you disconnected? Are you feeling small? Or are you embracing and being embodied in your full masculine feminine energy? Are you in that flow and that juiciness? And are you able to be in your fullest expression and authenticity as you show up in the world? And 
your like your vibe attracts your tribe. That's how you're going to attract your friends and your lovers and your opportunities that are higher vibration. By first, you don't have to control anything outside you. It's just what are you doing with your energetics? Mm. And sex is part of your energy, how you're doing your energetic maintenance because some people can actually charge up your chakras that their energy is right. I've had that experience. So I've been with someone and like I'm lit up and I start being more vibrant and radiant because my energy centers are bouncing off of theirs and if they've been doing their work. And then it can be opposite. If I have someone that's not off, I've had a friend that's very tuned in the energy and they're like, your energy is different since you started hanging out with that person. They're trying to project themselves as being a certain way, but I don't think deep down they're that way. And then later I found out that it was correct because mm. there were some things or some insecurities they were having within themselves that they hadn't shared with me that I didn't know about. So yeah. it's been, it's really interesting. This has been an interesting journey. Never a dull moment. Yes. That's for sure. Oh, the energy work, it really makes all the difference. And it's something that I feel like in America, we so often focus on getting the job or getting the car, getting the relationship, but so few of us are taught to actually work on ourselves and then the rest would follow. Like something I've been working on, Dominique, that I'll share. I am extremely, like I have a lot of shame and insecurity um, to feeling unwanted and unloved. So I've been wanting to manifest the feeling of deservingness and of worth. That's what I want to claim because I know once I got that, the things I want will start coming to me rapidly. So when I'm in a tough situation, I'll ask myself, what would someone that knows their worth do in this situation? And I got to tell you, since I started doing that and speaking up for myself, I've lost a lot of friendships. And it's really interesting to watch once you claim who you are and you own everything about you, how your life will shift around you. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that so vulnerably. And it was so interesting to me too, how some of my friendships, it wasn't even a disagreement or, you know, we didn't have like this talk and like, Oh, we can't be friends anymore. Just relationships started to fall yeah. away. Like they, mm -hmm. it's just like the universe just pulled them. Well, it's almost like the solar system where people are orbiting me and then they're all of a sudden they're not in my orbit yeah. or not in my sphere anymore. They're just falling away. The things that don't serve me just, aren't in alignment it's just not a match mm -hmm. and so but the worthiness piece is a big one and so many of us and people in society majority of people don't feel worthy because either some shame or some hurt from childhood and yeah. it's imprinted even still in our subconscious mind and that's why even with self-love I integrate things with mirror work mm -hmm. and even saying to yourself you know a mantra like I am worthy I am enough yes writing little notes everywhere, sticky notes, putting them everywhere on your laptop, on your mirrors. I am worthy. I am enough is so important. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Can you talk more about self-love and the Tantra piece, how that could assist in the self-love process? Because a lot of people think, oh, sex is just an act. It's just this physical thing I do. When really your sexual relationship to yourself and others it impacts every area of our lives. Yes, it definitely does. It's such a great question. In Tantra, pink Tantra focuses on the heart chakra and self-love. And if you look at the main chakras, um, you have um, in your body, there's seven main chakras and there's three chakras above the heart and there's three chakras below the heart. And so the heart connects the upper and lower chakras, and it also is the connecting chakra for you and the world around you. Mm -hmm. 
And so often if we have a blockage in our heart chakra, it can even show up in other ways like intimacy blocks. We have the fear of being vulnerable. You know, for me, I was like being very guarded, acting like the player, you know, and you're not going to mess with me and being very much in my masculine energy and not wanting to be vulnerable or not embracing my feminine because at that time and just from programming from society, I was viewing vulnerability and femininity as a weakness. But now I have embraced that those two things are actually my superpower. And so often one thing that I guide my clients on is when we have self-pleasure practices, we often think our pleasure is for someone else. So let's say whenever you're going to have self-pleasure, you're going to masturbate. We know how. We know our bodies really well. We've done this for a while. We know how to get from point A to point B very fast. And so we can masturbate and have an orgasm majority of people quickly. And so, so often when we're we're masturbating, we have some other things that we need to do. And so we're just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have an orgasm done. But if a lover was to be with us and spend that little time with us, we may be offended and be like, do you not care about me? You don't even take your time with me. Like, why don't you just give me a quickie? But we're giving ourselves quickies and our self-pleasure rituals. So it's really important to prolong pleasure and embrace your self-pleasure as another extension of a self-love ritual and practice and experience that pleasure and start being your own best lover. And you're going to show the universe what kind of lover you're wanting to have show up for you by first showing up for yourself that way. And you become a better lover by being your own best lover as well. And then you, when you know your body that intimately and well, you're actually able to communicate to a lover, a potential lover in the future, what things you enjoy the most. So taking the time for yourself and often we can get so busy with things or have a long to-do list, we don't take time for self-pleasure. But you should prioritize your pleasure and you should be at the top of your to-do list. Mm-hmm. So when we keep telling ourselves no, that's not empowering to us. And we need to remember, too, healthy boundaries. If we keep saying yes to everyone else, then when we're saying yes to someone else, we're saying no to ourselves. So you need to start using your voice and saying no sometimes. And a lot of people that are probably even listening here may identify with this. I know that this was a rude awakening for me. And I didn't even discover this all by myself to about two years ago. And I was deep on my tantra journey was oh my gosh, I'm a people pleaser. That's why I'm so good at sex. That's why I'm so interested in sex. That's why I read everything about sex because I am a people pleaser, right? So, so often people that I work with that want to be really good at sex, if there is, there can be underlying that people pleaser tendency that I help guide my clients with. It's really interesting. Yeah. Amen. I was going to ask you, what would you say to someone that can orgasm by themselves but there's that disconnect with the partner because I find that for myself, I find that for a lot of my girlfriends. And it's so interesting. You kind of answered the question, but I'd love to talk deeper. When we are pleasuring or having solo sex, like it's often a five minute thing at the most, you know? And if you were with a partner, having partnered sex, we'd probably leave that feeling like disappointed or empty. Yet we do that with ourselves. It's such an interesting perspective. Yes, and the other thing, too, that I want to share is when your heart chakra is open, your yoni, in Sanskrit, is vagina, your yoni or your pussy opens up more, and you have more intense orgasms when your heart is open. 
-hmm. And the heart opening is you feeling really safe and seen and someone holding space as a lover with you in a sacred way helps your heart chakra to open. And then your orgasms intensify and flow more powerfully. So, and the other thing is I have a female pleasure masterclass. I have the replay available on my website. And in that class, I talk about the 12 different types of orgasms females can have. And this is a great class for males to watch, but it talks about, you know, the orgasm gap and how males it takes, you know, males on average, they last five to seven minutes and females, it takes 20 minutes or more for us to be fully aroused. Now, you've got to think if we are going to self-pleasure, have solo sex, we're already, our brain is our largest sex organ. So we're already kind of in that frame of mind where we're wanting to do that for ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. oh, in a little bit, I'm going to do this or use my toilet. I'm going to get some lube. We're, anticipation is really big for females. That's yeah. why having a date night, things like that is so important because our mind is our largest sex organ. It lets us start getting ready for that. And then we trust ourselves and we feel really safe with ourselves. Right. So then we're able to relax because a big part of female orgasm is surrender and receiving. And so we're able to do that and get on and have that happen. But when we're with someone new or with with another lover or even someone we've been with for a while, sometimes something could have happened to where we're upset about something with them or we feel like they didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. we're disappointed with something that they did and we're bringing that into the bedroom or not fully feeling seen or heard or valued. And so then we can kind of put these walls up in a way. And even though, and we can do sex even out of obligation, like, okay, I know I'm a little still upset, but they really want to do this. I don't want them saying like, I'm being true dramatic or whatever. So we're just going to go ahead and do it right. So sometimes we're not even being in an integrity with ourselves when we're with someone else. Right. Because I think for so long females, it's about our pleasure is something that we do to give to our partner or to our husband. Like, it's not something that we do for ourselves. It's like, you know, be the good wife, you know, in past generations, right? And things have been geared that way. And another thing that you brought up too earlier, Lauren, that I want to circle back to is that we're taught to look outside of ourselves by society to want the status symbols. Yep. It's a distraction because if we realize that we have so much magic within us and so much power and we are able to tap into our power center because our sexual energy is a supercharged power center. It's like the battery that we can really charge up our life and our creativity with and live life in a more empowered state. But they don't really want us functioning in our full power. So if they can distract us and us think that everything that we need is outside of us and I'm lacking, I'm missing this. I don't have the fancy car. I haven't had all of these cosmetic things done. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And we're just feel like we're lacking all the time and we're in scarcity. Then we're constantly Mm. seeking things outside of us. And we're also better consumers. Mm. But I noticed when I started doing Tantra and embracing those practices, a lot of the consumerism and the need for certain things went away. Cause I was like, I'm, I just didn't have the need cause I understood my power and I was really connected. But also if we have shame around sexual energy yeah. and we shame sex, then we have people being at this lower vibration, feeling shame and feeling disempowered. And we're actually easier to control as a society. We're more in that frequency or that energetic state. Hmm. Yeah. I, 
I love that you use the word shame sex because I've never heard it coined like that before, but I feel like that's a term I myself can really resonate with. And I want to circle back to you talking about feeling safe earlier. Now, I mentioned this prior, but a lot of my audience are survivors of sexual trauma. So for us, it could be extremely difficult to feel safe in the one area where our own bodies have been used against us. So do you think that tantric practices could help with that? I'm sure the answer is yes. <laughs> um, yes, I, I found that it's helped so many of my clients and support them as it on this journey because you're actually able to have a different relationship with your body, a different connection and honor the pleasure and see the power in your pleasure and how pleasure is actually medicine and start having some amazing shifts energetically within your body because you're experiencing those you're experiencing prolonged states of ecstatic bliss. And, you know, it's so unfortunate majority of people, some there's such a high percentage in our society, people that have experienced some form of sexual trauma or been around it on some level. If you speak to people and even in my household, I wasn't the direct you know, I didn't directly have a sexual traumatic experience, but that energetic was in my home and some of the people had experienced things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm still yeah. in the energy of that. And then I think because that had happened, then my mom, some of her future boyfriends, like their sons that knew that it happened to someone else in my family, then like they would try to, you know, make advances at me, but I, I was very defiant mm -hmm. and I would just, I'm just lucky that nothing worse happened. You know what I mean? But that's, it's wild if you just sit and have conversations with both males and females, things that happen during childhood that are based, you know, the people that have experienced different sexual traumas. So I want to just share something. I'll just bring something into the space of something that I share with my clients and it might be helpful. So again, trigger warning and I'm sharing this with so much love and, and respect and honoring. And this is definitely not a shame thing. Um, a lot of times, you know, what, what can happen, because I'm also a nurse, so I understand the anatomy and physiology and about the body, you know, and especially females, we're the only, um, only ones that have an organ that's its sole purpose to clitoris is to experience pleasure. It has over 8,000 nerve endings, whereas the penis the, is, covers a much bigger area, but only has 4,000 nerve endings, right? So 8,000 nerve endings were literally wired to experience pleasure. Pleasure is our birthright. Okay, so if when we're younger, and even if we're not not of age of consent at any time in our life, if we have an experience where someone is violating us, right, and and we have that unfortunate experience, it can really fuck with our heads mm -hmm. because the body is built to experience pleasure. So this act this thing that happened was no, wrong it was not wanted mm -hmm. it shouldn't have happened and you're violated but at the same time it gets confusing for people sure. because they're like but wait a second i maybe parts of that were pleasurable mm -hmm. maybe my body felt pleasure does that mean i liked it mm -hmm. right and then they can have this shame or this tug of war feeling about that and what I share is that your body was doing what your body is designed to do. Your body is built to experience pleasure. So your body is just doing its natural response system. Just like if you even imagine right now, 
just sit here and imagine like a really juicy lemon. And then imagine like biting and, you know, cutting into the lemon and squeezing in the juices. And then your body can, your mouth can start to salivate just thinking about that lemon. Because that's just a response that our body has. And we shouldn't shame our bodies for doing what our bodies, the response that it's supposed to have. The, the guilt and who was wrong was the person who acted on that and, and took that action without consent and imposed their will and had disrespect for us in those moments, right? That's where the guilt lies with that person. And so I just want people to know, like, you know, you're, you're, you experiencing pleasure is a really beautiful thing and to really encourage you to take the power of your pleasure back and make that pleasure be something that really is something that you're able to embrace and enjoy and have a, a new relationship with pleasure mm. and just know that your body is amazing and that you don't need to carry the weight. Like if there's any shame you're carrying from that, just imagine it like a suitcase or like the baggage, just set it down. Cause carrying that load energetically is so heavy to carry that around or to wonder what if this and what if that, like, you know, that's, and that's what I like about transfer too, because it helps you be more in the present moment. And when we can stay focused in on the present, we can learn from the past, right. And have an awareness of the past. But if we can pull ourselves back into this present moment and like, what can we experience in our bodies now and allow our bodies to start to receive it in a safe way. And that's why it's really important too. Now let's say for an example, Lauren, like I'm teaching someone how to use a yoni egg and they're doing a yoni egg practice. I let them know, I share with them, you know, whenever you're doing that practice, be sure that your pussy or yoni is a full yes to receiving yeah. it. Just because I say do these instructions and you need to put this in your body and you're supposed to do squeeze your pelvic floor like this and then do your breathing like that. If you just like put some lube on it and push it mm -hmm. inside your body, I feel like your body is not trusting you because it's like, wait a second, I really didn't want yeah. that. Like make sure your pussy is a full yes to receiving something yeah. and start showing your body that it can trust you because that you are honoring your body and the choices and the way that you are even entering your body when you're doing self-pleasure mm -hmm. and not to rush yourself. That's one thing I like to encourage my clients. I hope that was helpful. I'm not sure. No, I, I'm like staring off the wall because I feel like something you just said, I have a yoni egg. I haven't used it in years, but a lot of times I will have sex before my body is ready. And I feel like that's probably a big reason why so many females or female identifying people experience such pain with sex because it's, it's literally not just psychologically, but also physically invasive. And then our body clenches up and we wonder why it's not an enjoyable experience. Yes. Yeah, so we just need to give our bodies that time and be sure that, you know, you know, our pussy, our vagina, our yoni, when it's really fully ready, it will soften yeah. and open up and it will receive that, you know, it'll really start to pull and draw it in. So even doing things like that, like if you're going to use your yoni, I do things where you're doing foreplay Yes. and you get yourself warmed up and you take your time and have some nice music and just, you know, make it a pleasure ritual for yourself. And then be sure as you put the egg up to the entrance of your mm -hmm. yoni that you just like rest it there and let it rub and be sure like listen to it and talk, you know, talk to your body be like, is this something you want? Are you a full yes to this? Mm -hmm. 
and then proceed, you know, and take your time. And if you're not a full yes, or you're not sure about it, just leave it as a no. And then you can wow. visit the practice again another time. That's so powerful. My mind's like, Shh, because a full yes, it's, it's such a difference from a lot of times we're just like, eh, I'm not really in the mood, but they want it. Or, eh, I guess I'll just do it to get it over with so they can leave me alone. That's not a full yes. That's not honoring our bodies. It's not. Exactly. And, and something you mentioned before, I really want to thank you for explaining the physiological piece to trauma, because a lot of times I'll talk about the psychological, but with the shame aspect, it's like they did a shameful thing to us. But oftentimes we'll be stuck in that loop and we'll continue to perpetuate that shame onto ourselves. So not only is it preventing us from having enjoyable sex, but it also prevents us from having connected deep intimacy to other people. Yes, and I appreciate you sharing that, you know, what that experience is like for you and how it how it has shown up for you. That's really powerful to share. I'm thankful that you shared that as well and that this was helpful because your yeah. body is just doing what your body is supposed to do. So there's no shame or anything about that. A hundred percent. I want to ask you one last question before we talk about what you're working on. Um, but for the last question, I would love for you to explain, you can name one or two things or whatever you feel is appropriate. What really differentiated that ecstatic, pleasurable mind-blowing tantric experience with that person versus the other kind of mundane mediocre sexual experiences what was really that noticeable difference that you felt it was it was just this experience of one he was really able he had this mastery of his mm -hmm. ejaculation and his high self-mastery with that when i work with my clients again it's six months to a year to fully master that their sex starts being better in about three months but to have the full mastery takes a while. Mm. And I could sense, cause I'm very intuitive and females are always very intuitive and I'm born on Halloween. So I could sense that sometimes when I would be with a lover, that if I was really to go into really having an amazing time with my pleasure and going full out, that I would push them to the point of no return and they yeah. would ejaculate and it'd be game over. With this person, without words being said, just energetically, I felt like he was holding this really amazing space and he was not being um, concerned about where I was going with my pleasure, right? Wow. Like he could hold that. And then when I would like, when I would be on top of him, he would maintain this eye contact and he would do the breathing mm -hmm. things and kind of breathe deep with me. And so I was mirroring the breathing, yeah. but not understanding the breathwork practices, but I was just kind of tapping into him. And it was as if he was just honoring me as the goddess. And I was just there on top and I just could have orgasm after orgasm. And he was just taking all in and it was like, oh, this is so amazing. And I just felt really safe and seen mm. and connected to. Wow. And he was fully present and your presence is a gift. Now in the past, you know, this was about, you know, 18 years ago or something, and uh, quite a decade before I learned Tantra, I had a lover that I'd been with, and the first time when I was with him, I had 20 orgasms. And he was thinking, oh, like, I'm definitely going to get to hook up with her again. I mean, I just gave her 20 orgasms. And I've never had sex with him again. And it was great. And he told me later, he says, oh, you know, I was... 
I really wanted to impress you and I was nervous, but I was thinking of math equations in my head so that I wouldn't orgasm so fast. Later, as I discovered Tantra and I reflected on it, and he's, we've had a conversation about this. He's like, I mean, we're still friends. We have a good connection. I don't know why, because he's heard, he's heard me share this like on my YouTube before. And I realized, I was like, oh, the reason I didn't fully connect with him and want to be with him again was because I could tell that he was in his head and disconnected. And he was, even though his body was performing amazingly, I didn't have that connection where I really felt seen and held yeah. by him energetically in that space. Mm. Right? So it was like, oh, that was great, but it's not anything I long to experience sure. again. Wow. So it's that connection that Tantra can give you that makes sex so powerful because you're with someone who's able to drop in and if they're able to drop in and fully hold you and see you and it's an honoring, it's like the worship of the worshiping the masculine, worshiping the feminine. I it's a sex becomes like a prayer yeah. and you're worshiping in the other person. So it's such a different, it's a sacred, sacred sex. It's a whole yeah. different vibe. Yeah, that's so much deeper than just surface level good technique, you know? And all the time we wish, oh, I wish I could find my soulmate. I would love to have a, you know, a deep relationship. We're not going to connect with someone and have a soulmate relationship if we're having superficial sex. If we can only connect with someone skin to skin on a surface level and at the level of depth that we see demonstrated in acting in porn, Mm -hmm. You're not going to find your soulmate having surface level sex or relationships. Mm. So it requires that depth of like, can you show up fully and can your partner show up fully for you? Mm. And can you drop your armor, your walls, your guard and open up your heart space and fully receive one another and sex as an honoring mm. and then tapping into the sexual healing like Marvin Gaye would sing about. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Yes. This stuff is so powerful. It's, it's so good. It's so much more than just having good sex. It, it's quite literally encompasses mind, body, soul, spirit. So I love it. Exactly. Exactly. I love it too. It changed my life. I'm forever grateful. My life changed so powerfully because of this. I'm not near, I'm not the same person that I was prior to that first experience. And I refer to that first experience as when I had my first soulgasm because it was like this soulful connection and this really deep, intimate experience mm. that shifted my reality forever. And I'm so thankful for it. And I wish more people knew about it. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching it and sharing yes. it with the world. No doubt. And your work sounds amazing. Can you talk a little bit now about your programs, where people can find you, what you're working on? Oh, thanks so much for asking. And I've loved this conversation, Lauren. So my website is yes, Tantra, Y-E-S, Tantra, T-A-N-T-R-A.com. And on all socials, just at yes, Tantra, you can find me like on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Clubhouse. My YouTube is yes, Tantra. So in all those socials with that handle. And in my links, like on my social media, you can see all of my course offerings and other things. And you can request a free 30-minute discovery call with me to see if we're a good fit for one-to-one -one coaching or for you to enter one of my group coaching programs. I don't work with just anyone, so I like to be sure that it's a good fit. And also see which of my programs would serve you the best because if 
your challenges are something that my program can address. I'm always have the highest integrity and I want out to let you know that I want to be sure that I can really help you reach the goals and break through the things that are holding you back. And so um, I also offer uh, a new program that I'm just launching this month because I'm born on Halloween. So this is for my birthday month and it's an intro to Tantra course tools for transformation. Beautiful. And it's a six week journey and there's modules that people will have lifetime access to and this is the lowest price point to ever work with me. It's a great opportunity. So you can find that through my links on social media or just email me through my website. It should be on my website soon, but it's just, it's a whole new product. So this is going to be really great for people who aren't quite ready to have the big investment for one-to-one coaching. And also if you just want to be like, oh, what is even like to be in her space? So there's videos and a lot of modules in there. And the first go around, there's going to be three live um, group coaching calls but in the future programs that will be replayed. So, you know, we can share the links of that in the, in the program notes, how people can find me. And I would love to support you. I, I work with males and females, singles and couples. And even with couples, if the partner is resistant to doing the work, I can work with just one person and it starts to impact the relationship. And mm. so that's really been beautiful because when we start doing the work on ourselves and we start showing up in a different way, we can shift where, again, we're energetically, we're energetically approaching the relationship in Mm -hmm. a different way. And one of my male clients, he, I've coached him for a year now and he's having better sex at 60 with his wife than when they were 30. And then he sent me the sweetest text the other day. It was like, he says, you help me heal a familial wound the core wound that I had like some trauma that he had with his mother he thought she didn't love him and he never was able to mourn the loss of her I helped him with that he was like Mm -hmm. and my anger has like disappeared I don't feel angry anymore and he says and my wife I'm like a new person and a new spouse and his wife had thanked him for allowing her to really get to know him can you imagine after 30 years of marriage and raising a child together she's like thanks for allowing me to get to know you because prior to working with me he had been keeping certain walls up and would not be fully vulnerable. And so now their relationship's thriving. So I really love that I'm able to help people in these ways. And and then with manifestation, I have an orgasmic magic manifestation program because Tantra also offers sex magic rituals and it's Mm -hmm. all with good intentions. It's not about anything dark or to impose your will on other people. It's about tapping into your magic. So you show up most powerfully in your life. So those are the things, the offerings that I have, and it's all so much fun. And I coach clients globally through Zoom, so it's been amazing. That's beautiful. That's so exciting. And you telling that story, I almost started tearing up because that's so incredible. Like, you can't make that up. I know. It was really beautiful. And he let me share. I said, you know, can I screenshot this text you sent me and put it, like, as a thing and put on my social? I put it up last week, and he was like, yeah, sure you can. And I was like, awesome. But he would tell me, he was like, my wife, he would, his wife was too shy to work with me. She's older in her sixties. And she was like, I'm, she was embarrassed, you know, shame, right? Like to talk about sex. She could talk to him about stuff, but she was yeah. shy to talk to me. So he, when we would have sessions, he would be like, I just want to thank you. My wife says to thank you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the sweetest. It's just Aww. the best. So being able to support the women in our planet is also about supporting the men. So, so true. instead of having this like, battle of the sexes we each have our wounds and the patriarchy has not just been a disservice to the feminine it's been a disservice to the masculine as well 
And so we need to just understand one another and try to support each other and help each other heal and raise up from these experiences because we've all experienced some kind of wounding or trauma usually from childhood because our parents were not evolved or aware and they just kept passing this generational trauma. For sure. And I would love for it to those traumas to end with us. Beautifully said. A thousand percent. Thank you so much, Dominique. I'm going to link everywhere in the show notes. People can find you. And this episode was so incredible and even helped me. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're so welcome. And we'll also add in the show notes some freebies for your yes. the listeners. I have something to help with female orgasms and for male stamina to last longer and have stronger erections. So I'll be giving those to the that will be a They'll be available for everyone and some really powerful information because pleasure is medicine. So tap into the amazingness of the pleasure of your body. And thanks again, Laura, for Lauren, for having me here. I really appreciate you guys. 